Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healthier with Itisham Ahmed. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the microbiota, or in other words, your gut bacteria. It turns out that your gut bacteria has a lot of function other than just helping your gut. It turns out there's connections between the gut and the brain as well. The gut and the lungs and, you know, the gut and many other uh, organs. So there's a lot of signaling that happens uh, between the gut and other very important organs. And this is really interesting. And recently, uh, a lot of scientists have been researching quite a bit on this. This has been uh, a new topic of interest between uh, between scientists, especially in the nutrition uh, nutrition field. So uh, the things that the microbiome affects in terms of human health or in terms of like, you know, disease, uh, it turns out there is a connection between the gut bacteria and um, the gut bacteria and a lot of uh, psychological conditions such as depression, uh, some mood disorders, right? Things like stress. Um, and uh, it also has a lot of, a, a lot of, um, involvement uh, with uh, things like uh, cognition, right? Uh, intelligence, uh, your IQ, and uh, there's a lot of um, respiratory conditions too that are uh, heavily influenced by, or at least influenced by, your gut bacteria. And there is uh, quite a bit of evidence of the existence between the connection between the gut bacteria and uh, your overall health outside of uh, outside of the gut or anything non-bowel uh, related. Uh, and so we know that there is, uh, it does exist, the connection does exist. Now whether um, it is a cause-effect relationship or whether it's just correlated, uh, we don't know that yet. And we're, you know, the, 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 the nutrition community is, um, is yet to understand the full effect of your gut bacteria on uh, the rest of your rest of your health. Uh, so I'm just reading through this uh, journal. It's titled The Role of Microbiome for Human Health from Basic Science to Clinical Applications. This one was released in uh, 2018. Uh, one of the authors in this is M. Hassan Mohajeri. Uh, and I'm just looking through this and um, there is a uh, so I'm just scrolling down. I'm just looking for the things that uh, affect, uh, that are affected by the gut bacteria, right? And it says here the intestinal microbiome, a clinical perspective, and it talks about a lot of, um, a lot of ways that we can improve our gut bacteria that would help in a, uh, in a uh, clinical situation, right? So in like for example, if somebody has a disease that's uh, any particular disease, there's a wide range of diseases that are mentioned here. Um, there is a possibility that it can be cured by focusing on your uh, gut bacteria. Uh, it also talks about uh, just having a diseased gut in general, right? And uh, what things cause uh, a diseased gut. It also talks about the effects of vitamins on your microbiome. So this one is very, very descriptive. Um, also talks about how your microbiome develops uh, since you're born. So early life development. Uh, of the microbiome and uh, so if you scroll all the way to the bottom or, or scroll halfway through you'll see uh, a section in this uh, journal titled microbiome and the gut brain axis and this is where all the 
uh, interesting uh, things are. So it talks about how it involves with your hypothalamic uh, pituitary adrenal axis, or in other words, your endocrine health, so your hormonal health. Right? It talks about your immune system. So your gut bacteria is heavily involved with your immune system as well. A poor gut will uh, lead you to have uh, a poor immune system. Uh, it talks about, uh, as I mentioned, hormones. It talks about um, bacterial infections. Uh, it talks about neurotransmitters, right? Uh, and it also talks, it, and it goes a little bit in depth and it mentions some diseases or some conditions that can happen, uh, how to prevent them. Uh, and then finally, you could take a look at the conclusion as well, and it kind of puts everything together. So this is really, really interesting. So um, how how does the gut bacteria form? How do we end up with bacteria inside our gut? Well, eventually, this just happens. Uh, it, it eventually happens by you know just eating different foods, even just you know uh, like you know we were surrounded by microorganisms. So when you touch something and then you put your hands in your mouth, right? Especially when you're a kid. Uh, when you're a toddler, you're you're building your gut bacteria. You're trying to develop it. So you know when kids put random things in their mouth and they're you know putting their hands in their mouth and all that stuff. This is contributing to their gut bacteria. Uh, I don't know if this is the reason why they put random things in their mouth. Uh, maybe there's an evolutionary reason that you know that this will improve their gut bacteria or will develop their gut bacteria. Um, but essentially, that's how it develops. And everybody has a completely different or reasonably different gut bacteria profile. Some people have more of a certain type of bacteria. Some people have less, right? So the whole profile, each person, uh, it differs between each person. And this is not genetically determined. Uh, maybe some, uh, maybe the environment of your bacteria could be genetically determined. Like uh, maybe, you know, uh, how well you absorb a certain nutrient could affect your microbiome eventually, uh, but your actual microbiome is determined by your behavior and by your eating habits. Uh, there's another journal here. Uh, it's titled "Rebuilding the Gut Microbiota Ecosystem," and this essentially uh, is a is a journal that kind of outlines uh, the environment that a good microbiota requires and how you can develop such an ecosystem inside your body to help flourish these uh, these very important uh, gut bacteria that you can have. Um, and it also talks about how uh, if you have a, not a sustainable, but if you have a good ecosystem for your gut bacteria to survive, you will have uh, a lower chance of uh, uh, experiencing dysbiosis, which is eventually, which is essentially the negative um, disruption to your gut bacteria, essentially making your gut bacteria worse, right? Affecting it in a bad way. Uh, and this can cause a range of uh, pathogens, uh, especially, uh, especially intestinal illnesses, but also indirectly um, many other things like allergies. It can cause asthma. It can cause uh, cardiovascular problems. It can cause hormonal problems. It could even cause obesity, right? So obesity is something really, really uh, interesting especially in terms of from the perspective of gut bacteria, there's been a study. I don't quite remember the study. I should have had this up, uh, but there is a study. You can try searching it up. Uh, there's been um, what, what they did was they did fecal transplants uh, on obese people. And uh, fecal transplants are very, very useful in introducing healthy bacteria. So what they did was they took uh, feces from um, 
healthy people, right? Uh, people with good metabolic health, and they um, and they transplanted them into obese people uh, who had poor metabolic health. And what they noticed was that the obese population they became uh, they came within the healthy range, the healthy BMI range. Uh, they reduced their weight by a significant amount, and they didn't do much. Um, they didn't do much other interventions to reduce their weight. So it's not like they did. They were sedentary. Then they did the fecal transplant, and then suddenly they started working out like crazy. It didn't. It didn't work like that. You can search up this uh, journal. I, I distinctly remember reading it, and I saw that you know it was it was really really mind blowing. It was really interesting, uh, and it looked valid, right? But I, I encourage you guys to check that out as well. Look into that. Um, so. The, you know, obesity, your your metabolic disorders, these are all also affected by your gut bacteria, right? So what kind of things harm the gut bacteria? Uh, well, uh, essentially many different habits, right? Uh, many different habits and especially your diet, right, is a huge factor in uh, harming your gut bacteria or uh, improving your gut bacteria depending on what you're doing. Um, so uh, one, of the, one of the most, um, so one of the common you know, things that harm your gut bacteria is like things like dehydration or not eating enough. Uh, eating too many processed foods definitely harms your gut bacteria. Um, you know, a lot of meat we eat nowadays is uh, really processed. So that's why a lot of people say to stay away from uh, meats because a lot of them that you find in stores is processed. Um, so these, all these different things, they affect your uh, gut bacteria. Something uh, I recently uh, found, found out about is the effects of um, synthetic sweeteners, right? So this is um, essentially the sugar-free sugars. These really, um, th there's, there's, there is some evidence that some synthetic sweeteners harm your gut bacteria, right? There is strong evidence of um, some of them definitely affecting your uh, gut bacteria. So uh, I'm just taking a look. Uh, so there's this uh, journal titled The Effect or uh, effects of sweeteners on the gut microbiota, a review of experimental studies and clinical trials. Now, if you do search this up, uh, oh, by the way, uh, one of the authors on this is Francisco Javier Ruiz Ojeda. Uh, this was released in 2019. And uh, so there is, if you, if you open up this article, you'll notice that there is a correction in the article. It's nothing major. They just mentioned one of the molecules by uh, the inaccurate name. And they fixed that. So they made a review in 2020 and they, they, they made that little uh, fix in the air. Uh, other than that, this whole study is completely valid. It's a review. Uh, so everything you know mentioned here is, is valid. Um, so what they noticed was that uh, there's, this, there's three uh, synthetic sweeteners that they mentioned here. Let me just take a look. Uh, yes, saccharin, sucralose, and stevia. Uh, what they noticed was that these... Uh, these types of microbiota uh, definitely um, definitely affect your gut bacteria, and there's strong evidence uh, to show that these for sure affect your gut bacteria. So um, so that's uh, so those three you know are proven, but the other ones uh, such as aspartame, which is very very uh, popular, uh, aspartame, uh, ace sulfame K, uh, neotame, adventame, these ones are. Um, these ones are yet to be uh, studied further. There is a little bit of evidence on acesulfame, though. Acesulfame K 
is like a nutritive, a synthetic sweetener that is used to make Coke Zero, right? So in Coke Zero, there's two main synthetic sweeteners, acesulfame K and uh, aspartame. Now, these things are useful if you're trying to lower your sugar intake, uh, but they do cause harm in other ways, especially, well, potentially in your gut bacteria. Now, in ter- now aspartame, that one is well studied and it's it's... There's no evidence to suggest that it harms your health in a major way. Uh, overall, it looks safe, especially in the amount that they put in, in these drinks. Uh, but acesulfame K uh, is, uh, is, is quite controversial. Uh, if you take a look in, in the same uh, journal that I mentioned, if you go down to the uh, air, uh, this, uh, if you go down to the part where it says synthetic sweeteners, at the very top it says acesulfame K. And it mentions how it uh, decreases. Well, there is evidence that it that shows that it decreased three types of uh, gut bacteria in uh, mice uh, in in mice studies. Um, now, whether these three types of uh, bacterial changes were uh, negative or positive, meaning that whether it's bad for you or good for you, this was not very clear, especially in this article. But it showed that it did affect it, right? It did affect it. So the effect, there is strong evidence of the effect, and it, the effect does exist. Now, uh, whether this, you know, what what this effect means for the organism, that we're not uh, sure of yet. Uh, but this is really alarming, right? So people often say that Coke Zero, oh, it doesn't have any sugar. I'm good. I won't get diabetes or anything. Sure, but you do not want to mess around with the homeostasis of your gut bacteria. This, and as I mentioned earlier, it has a giant role to play in metabolism, right? And uh, we talked about how a healthier gut bacteria uh, can reduce or uh, prevent obesities, right? obesity and even re- uh, reverse obesity. So it kind of seems like, you know, okay, you're cutting out sugar, but you are potentially increasing your chances of obesity, Right? Again, there's a lot more study to do on this, but that's why I'm saying the word potentially because I do not want to take the risk. If I know that it affect my, affects my gut bacteria, I will keep it away from me, right? Uh, unless it shows me that, you know, it, there's a positive effect of this. So, um, mention, you know, now that I mentioned the positive effects of changing your gut bacteria, right? Changing your gut bacteria is not always a bad thing. Sometimes you are cursed with uh, a poor uh gut bacteria profile and uh it's this is nobody's fault right well it depends if if uh these uh things are a result of your poor habits then sure but uh there is a possibility that you're just given you know you just happen to have a bad uh gut bacteria profile now uh to tackle this what can you do well you can um consume a lot of prebiotics and probiotics now, you can search up what different types of prebiotics and probiotics there are, but essentially, uh, what, what is the difference between those two? So, a prebiotic, prebiotics, is a type of food that improves the ecosystem of your gut. And when that ecosystem is improved, right, your healthy gut bacteria will flourish. So, that's a prebiotic, right? Types of prebiotics are, they're mostly, you know, uh, fibers. A lot of fibers are prebiotic. So, if you eat a lot of fibers... Right, we we hear this a lot. Fibers are good for your gut. Right, this is another reason why fibers are good for your gut. Aside from just giving your stool, um, 
aside from giving your stool a little bit of substance, it also is good for your gut bacteria health. Uh, now, coming back to now, you know, going to probiotics. What's a probiotic? Well, a probiotic is a food that literally contains actual live bacteria. And when you eat it, it uh, becomes a part of your gut bacteria, right? And uh, it reproduces and it increases in, uh, in numbers, right? And the more probiotics you eat, the more chances there are of that particular healthy bacteria to flourish inside your gut. Now you can get probiotic supplements, right? I, I, I have yet to look into those. I, I, I'm sure that those are good for you. Uh, I, if they are, like, I, I mean, I'm quite inclined to try them. Uh, they seem like a good idea, but I have yet to look into it. Uh, but, I'm, but I'm a huge fan of these um, supplements of, you know, uh, your probiotic supplements and your vitamin and mineral supplements. I even mentioned this earlier in the supplement episode. Uh, but I've yet to look in them. But some natural ways, if you don't want to take a supplement, some natural ways are to increase your yogurt intake. Um, so yogurt, we all know, has is made of bacteria. There's a lot of bacteria in there. So eating yogurt, right, uh, fills your gut with healthy bacteria. There's also uh, cheese, right? Cheese is good. Uh, any fermented products, right? Fermented products are good. Um, so these are some ways to improve your gut bacterial health, right? So probiotics, meaning eating actual healthy bacteria and prebiotics, in, uh, improving your gut ecosystem. If you put these together, right, you're set. Your, uh, your gut health will improve drastically, right? And uh, gut problems are actually very, very common, right? We overlook them because we just, you know, we just think of them like, oh, it's okay. It's just, you know, my stomach's acting up. No, you should take good care of your uh, of your gut health, right? You can prevent things like irritable bowel syndrome, even if it happens occasionally, even if even if it doesn't happen every day, right? You can you can just stop it, right? Just by improving your diet, you can increase your cognition, you can increase your IQ, right? Uh, you can um, even improve behavior. As there's a lot of behavioral disorders um, that show that there's a connection there's evidence of a connection between your gut health and behavioral problems your gut health and mood problems so you can uh, drastically improve your mood potentially improve your sleep uh, so these are you know there this particular area of nutrition is like there's just so much information here and this is like a uh, a gold mine for a nutrition scientist Right. So this is uh, this is this is huge. So I encourage you guys to look uh, more into it. Right. And look into these um, look into these uh, journals that I mentioned. Right. If you want to look at more journals about probiotics and prebiotics, there's one for probiotics. It's titled probiotics, the versatile function of sorry, probiotics, the versatile functional food ingredients. Uh, one of the authors for this is Gareth Gordon Singai. Uh, this was released in 2016. So, um, so look into this as well. It talks about, uh, you know, the, the effects of, uh, probiotics, right. And how it can drastically affect, uh, your overall health. And there's a journal for prebiotics. It's titled prebiotics, definition, types, sources, mechanisms, and clinical applications. One of the authors for this is Dorna Devani Devari. Um, this was released in 2019. So quite recent. Uh, so, you know, I, I talked a little bit about it, but everything I've said was way too brief. If you look at these last two journals that I that I mentioned, right, it'll give you a good understanding on how prebiotics and probiotics can drastically help your overall health 
and um, it also give you a little bit of insight on how your gut bacteria works and also some things you can do to uh, some examples of prebiotics and examples of probiotics that can uh, help you improve your gut bacteria and make informed decisions all right so uh, I hope this was informative right this was just my little brief take on uh, gut bacteria right this is something i'm very very interested in and as always i've yet to learn about this as well uh, i'm sure i think I, I might make like a just a series on just gut bacteria right gut bacteria and brain health gut bacteria and uh dis mood disorders so i'm gonna i'm gonna look into those as well and i'm definitely gonna talk about those as well uh in the future all right so that's about it for this episode take care guys